WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! I don't think Barry Bonds is going to make the Baseball Hall of Fame tonight. But wouldn't it be great if he did? And when he made his speech at the induction at Cooperstown, Barry said, F you, Joe Morgan. I regret nothing and have zero to apologize for. Because that's what I would do if I were Barry Bonds. Because F Joe Morgan and Barry really does have zero to apologize for. My Baseball Hall of Fame would include Bonds, Roger Clemens, A-Rod, Pete Rose, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Shoeless Joe Jackson. My Baseball Hall of Fame would be way better than the so-called real Baseball Hall of Fame. Hey, Hall of Fame voters, Cooperstown, the Hall of Fame itself, guess what? You just made the list! The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. The number to call is 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I shouldn't get mad about this Hall of Fame stuff because I think halls of fame are mostly a joke. But when morality becomes a yay or nay for something like a Hall of Fame that's supposed to be based on performance, that's just stupid. They put Bud Seelig in the Hall of Fame, the previous MLB commissioner, and he was in charge of baseball during the whole steroid mess. Seelig just turned a blind eye like all the Hall of Fame voters did then. The writers ignored it, wrote Valentine's to McGuire and Sosa in 1998, even though their use of steroids was obvious to anyone who wanted to know the truth. I say again, steroids enhance performance. We we should want performance to be enhanced, like Viagra. When you use Viagra, your partner doesn't complain after that you had to cheat to give him or her satisfaction. Enhanced performance is a good thing. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That's 412-333-WXDX. The big stories today, Le'Veon Bell says he was given permission by Mike Tomlin to be late for the walkthrough the day before the playoff game against Jacksonville. I just don't believe that even for a second. The one thing that makes me flinch, though, is it's Tomlin. And he's not exactly a disciplinarian now, is he? James Harrison spoke to the media. He said he doesn't necessarily think the Steelers disrespected him. He says they made a business decision, and then he made a business decision, which is James Harrison taking the high road, which uh, I never saw coming. Ryan Reeves got scratched last night, and the fourth line scored a goal. All the Reeves detractors are wetting their pants in glee, but I have no problem with the way Ryan Reeves has been doing his job. And JSD scored a goal last night. If he's on your fourth line come playoff time, you in trouble. He ain't that kind of player. 
you in trouble. Rusty did good first game back, set up a goal. But more than setting up a goal, he just played like you need him to play. Mike Rupp cited a sequence where the Penguins were changing. Rust had the puck. He skated into the zone one on five and held onto the puck long enough for the change to occur. Then he got it to a teammate, and the Penguins started a cycle down low offensively after Rust had kept a tired unit out there for the other team and had done so single-handedly. So uh, good job last night by Brian Rust. And I think that fourth line of D, Rust, and Kuhnhockel played a real good game. And D is a center. They don't want to play Gensel at center. Clearly they're tired of that. And Kessel has a bit more to work with now that Gensel's on left wing with him and Shane. But I keep saying, and Mike Sullivan's not listening, and why should he? He's the two-time Stanley Cup winning coach. I do trust his judgment, but uh, I'm trusting that his judgment eventually concludes that you can't have Kessel, Crosby, and Malkin on separate lines. That there's not enough complementary talent. But boy, him and Rutherford, they love that concept. They're absolutely head over heels with that concept. And I get it. It worked in 2016. The other way, with Kessel and Gino on the same line, worked just last year. And I think it will come to that yet again. But a big win. Happy to see uh, this the Smith kid play good again. Uh, the defense, I, I still think they're jumping into play way too much and conceding way too many odd man breaks. But the Penguins managed the puck better last night. I asked Sullivan about that after the game. Uh, again, the thing with the defenseman jumping in, I would want that according to scoring situation. Like when you're up by two, no reason to keep doing it. Not in the third period anyway. But baby steps, Penguins have won seven out of ten this month. We've seen plenty of false dawns. Hopefully this is not one of those. Not sure yet. Not sure yet. They are in a playoff spot right now. But then again, the Flyers are in third place in the Metro. It's a world gone mad. Mad, I tell you. They should break ties in hockey. Forget that three-on-three. Forget the shootout. They should play dodgeball on skates. Now that would be entertaining. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars! We got Dejan Kovacevic at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. This is Ian Cole of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. Got some calls coming in. Haven't paid much attention to those all day. So if you'd like to make your presence felt in some small way, dial 412-333-WXDX. It's snowing outside, so I'm sure all of Pittsburgh is in a mass panic. What are the cliched things people go to Giant Eagle to get? Toilet paper, milk, and bread. So go out and get toilet paper, milk, and bread. Let's go to Brandon in the truck. Brandon, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. With the way uh, 
Jari and DeSmith are playing. Does that make Murray expandable for me? No, no, it doesn't, but thank you for the call. Maybe they could trade him for Eric Carlson. Good call. Expandable. I could say something about one of your female relatives' orifices being expandable. And come to think of it, I bet they're pretty much expendable as well. But I won't because I have way too much class for that. Does anybody out there really think they should trade Matt Murray and go for a third straight Stanley Cup with Zari into Smith as the goalies? Because of the stupid things that Yinzer Sports Moron suggest, that would be at the very top and perhaps the stupidest ever. Let's go to Jim and Cranberry. Jim, you're on with Double M. Good evening, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Good evening. Good evening. Listen, a lot of guys in the Penguin game got thrown out of the face-off circle last night. They even yeah, and the Penguins got that, that goofy penalty uh, for, uh, you know, I think when you get thrown out of the circle twice, you know, on the same draw, I think you get a penalty. Yeah, the, the referees and linesmen, rather, the linesmen seemed to be really up for that last night, didn't they? Yeah, and I don't know if... if staff ahead of time that, hey, we're really going to be watching this, or do you think they all of a sudden decided to start to enforce it a lot more strictly last night? I think it was just random. I, I, that's the first game. I've only seen it called as a penalty twice all year, and the last time was when Columbus was in town, and Torch went nuts over that because the Penguins scored what proved to be a very useful power play goal. And, and then last night. So, like, anything to do with NHL officiating, it strikes me as random and haphazard. Let's go to Randy in Altoona. Randy, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm from Altoona, home of the Eastern League champion Double A curve. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, byproduct of uh, Bob Nutting Corporation. <laughs> you're a actually, byproduct, all right. <laughs> I actually called with a Penguins comment. I might be the only Penguins fan that does not want to trade for a center, third-line center. Everyone wants to make these big trades, and i got two reasons. Number one, the salary cap. Are you going to fit a guy under there, not just this year? But they they year could make acquiring time. a third-line center work, and they're going to be shedding some cap this offseason like every team does. If they don't resign Hornquist, that will provide uh, a lot of cap space right there. But, well, but look that at, was my point. You have to sign Hornquist, don't you? How could you let him go? Uh, I'm not sure you're going to be able to. I think he'll want too much, too long, and he'll get it somewhere. But you can't give him, like, four years at $6 million a year when you already have Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, and Latang under contract. Uh, that disappoints me. I really want Maybe to they'll Hornquist. find a way. Maybe they'll trade Kessel uh, to make well, room to sign Hornquist. I don't uh, think so, but... I would like to see him stick around. My second point was I would play the young guys. I'm with you. They sent Sprong down. They should bring him back up. They should play JSD and Simone. And that's how Sullivan started when he he took the job. But that doesn't mean it will work every time. That's the assumption here in Pittsburgh. Well, we brought up young guys in 16 and 17. Do it again now. We made a big trade for Ron Francis in 91 and talk at 92 and Garen in 09. Do it again now. Every team has a different composition. Every year presents different challenges. I think Dominic Simone is rotten. 
I think he should be in Wilkes. I think JSD has some potential. I think he will wind up back in Wilkes. They think Sprong's lazy. I disagree with them. But he's in Wilkes, and the decision is theirs to make and not mine. But they don't have a lot of young guys upon which to rely. Uh, that avenue to help this year is a very minimal one. Let's go now to Andrew in Oakdale. Andrew, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Double M? What up, man? Yeah, I was just, just calling about um, Coach Sullivan's minor tweaks yesterday were pretty impressive. I mean, didn't necessarily have to go with Casey DeSmith, but I like the call, and I wouldn't mind if he went with him again on Thursday. Uh, and, um, I think Matt Murray's going to play sooner and not later. And if he doesn't play Thursday, the Penguins don't play till Tuesday. But I could not fault Sullivan for starting to Smith again after the way he's played uh, in these three starts that he's made. Yeah, and Reeves as well. The, the play call on Reeves was it was one that needed to be made. That did both. not affect the game one bit. If Ryan Reeves plays in place of whoever, they still win the game. There's this theory out there that they've somehow compromised their team and their speed concept by bringing in a tough guy, Ryan Reeves is fast enough to fit their speed concept. Him being scratched last night had absolutely nothing to do with winning the game. It was a coincidence. Do you understand? Certainly. Well, good, because I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the way it's always going to be. Let's go to Keith in the car. Keith, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Um, I just wondered... um... I noticed when they pulled the goalie last night that uh, Crosby really wasn't on the ice too much. Would he? Yeah, he was. Shoot? He was out there. He was oh, out there okay. for the empty net, not for the whole time, but they had the goalie out for over two minutes. Well, I guess my question is, would he score his 400 goal on an empty netter, or would he like not try to get it on? He would net? gladly score his 400th goal into an empty net. Mario scored his 600th goal into an empty net. Okay. That's how you rack up those numbers, by not being picky. It's not how, it's how many. Some idiot like you, only he was a reporter, but nonetheless an idiot like you, asked Mario Lemieux after he scored number 600, does it bother you that number 600 went into an empty net? And Mario smiled and says, not at all. How do you think I got the 600? Up next, from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. It's the Mark Madden Show on 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, I think you're absolutely hilarious. It's an acquired taste. You, you have the answer, Mark. Thank you. Wait, I wasn't done insulting you. VX at 105.9. Joining me now, brought to you by Walnut Grill, from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, is Casey DeSmith the Penguins' number one goalie now? When's Matt Murray <laughs> going to get back in there? You know what? I think there's a chance he'd be back in pretty soon. Uh you know, Matt Murray, the other day at uh, Cranberry when we were up there at the complex covering him after practice was just seriously distraught and obviously very understandable. And, you know, some players need time, some don't. Uh, you know, some would prefer to just get back out there. And Mike Sullivan has said that he'll speak with Murray. Uh, but independent of that, look, Casey DeSmith is a wonderful, very, very short-term story, I think, right now. He's quick, he's athletic, he's uh, resilient, 
Um, he doesn't let anything get him down. He's also not very big, uh, six feet, and I think that's with some help from his skates. Uh, and you'd have to think, I mean, I know this is never fair to do to somebody, but you'd have to think there's a reason that nobody was letting him play all this time, not even in Wheeling. He sat idle in Wheeling for half a season once as the number three goalie. So it, it's a nice story right now, but we need a lot more proof. Well, I get using DeSmith because he's the hot hand, but I would play Murray tomorrow. I thought about this through the course of the show, and I would play Murray because the All-Star breaks this weekend – and Matt Murray's already gone an awful long time without playing. Yeah, I mean, that's part of your thought process, although I was in the press box with you last night when uh, you smartly observed that this coach is out for points right now. They need points. And should be. That's the other side yeah. of that coin, and it's uh, right. it's a, it's one that should be considered. Yeah, and I, I mean, more than anything, uh, I guarantee you that Mike Sullivan's thought process will have a little bit to do with what you're discussing, but ultimately it's going to have to do with the fact that they're sitting there uh, tied for the final wild card spot, and that's just not good enough going into the All Star break. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I, 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 I'm with you on the Murray thing, but not just because he needs to get out there. I, I think the coach is going to find a way to convince himself that that's the right choice for the moment. Should Ryan Reeves be a healthy scratch? And if he should be, what's that say about having made that trade? Well, let's remember, too, when we, before we blast the trade here, that Oscar Sundquist hasn't exactly offered a gold mine to the St. Louis Blues. But I, I know what you're saying. It, 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 it's still it, it's not a great-looking trade at the moment. Uh, Reeves, to me, has been a little bit of a disappointment, um, not so much in terms of production because I, mean, I don't think anybody realistically expected that much. He's, he's never had that through his career. I think that it's more, if you go back to that, that Nashville game early in the season when he was the number one star and he raised all that mayhem, scored, everything else, um, I think that it would have been fair to expect him to be more of that kind of guy when he's out there. Now, again, he hasn't had much ice time, but you also haven't had many games where you thought to yourself, you know, wow, Reeves was, you know, really something out there. He really made those guys look over his shoulder. Um, that's happened to players, especially tough players, when they've come to Pittsburgh in the past because they look around and see all the skill. But he, he hasn't floored me in that regard. Speaking of trades, I don't sense one is imminent uh, for general manager Jim Rutherford or even being discussed or even out there to be made for the Pens. Uh, maybe something will get tweaked, but it strikes me, Dayon, that this might be basically the team they take into the postseason. Oh, boy, I can't imagine that. I mean, that's just so not Rutherford. Yeah, but you can't force MO. a trade. You can't, but look, I mean, Ian Cole is just sitting night after night after night. And what I if know nobody wants him, and, and, and who's know, your seventh defenseman once he goes? Yeah, there's a tough Well, your seventh defenseman should be Matt Hunwick right now, but that's beside the point. And you still uh, have Rue Weedle set to come back, but but uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't sense there's an easy trade out there for Rutherford to make, and when you force one, that's when you make a bad trade. Right, exactly, and I think it's going to be difficult for him primarily, not just because of the market, not just because of whatever the perception of Cole might be out there now, especially since the Penguins, I don't think very wisely, are devaluing him in the process by never playing him, even though Hunwick has been bad. Uh, I think it's also, actually more than anything, the cap. Uh, we can talk until we're blue in the face about, hey, this center is available, or that center is available. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you don't have cap space for him. 
The Penguins are 7-3 this month. Not bad. Have they kicked into gear? The results tell me yes. The eye test tells me to not be quite sure yet. Well, I don't know. Because you say 7-3, and three, but they just went 1-2 and two out on the West Coast. And they played pretty well out there. So I, I'm starting to like what I see of them in general uh, almost as much as the results. I, I think you're seeing some guys have got their their legs back. Who knows what happened to them? Uh, Carl Hagelin gave me this really strange explanation the other day after practice about how he feels like his skating is back. And I said, hey, when, when has your skating ever not been there? And he goes, I'm just telling you, I just it's in my head. I know that I'm flying. Well, sometimes that happens. It's hard for people uh, who are maybe new to hockey or the hockey world to understand, but uh, sometimes it's just not there. And that includes for the great, great players. It's not, you know, we talk a lot about fatigue this year, but it's also just about energy and just feeling right. And I think some of the Penguins are starting to feel that way, and it's beginning to show. I say the Pens are 50-50 to make the playoffs, and if that sounds silly, keep in mind, it's a silly year. The Flyers are in third place, and look at Vegas. Yeah, look at Vegas. Look at Winnipeg atop the West, Mark. No one cares. What a crazy season it has been. No one cares. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's not unthinkable that the Penguins would miss the playoffs, but I wouldn't be 50-50 on it. I mean, they're sitting right now in a playoff spot, barely, but they're in it. And very little has gone right for them to this point in the season. So I, I think that they're starting to point in the right direction. Sullivan seems to be happy with their general play, even when they don't get the result. And he most certainly wasn't as recently as a month ago. And I'll say it again. I really think that the Rutherford is going to make a move. And since you brought up DeSmith at the beginning, remember that one of the chief concerns going into this season was going to be goaltending depth. Well, you know, look around right now. Yeah, I still don't trust DeSmith as my backup heading into the playoffs. If what you're about playing, Jari? Uh, I, yeah, I trust Jari. Okay. Jari's got more pedigree. We're talking today, John Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. Uh, Le'Veon Bell said today that Mike Tomlin gave him permission to be late to the walkthrough the day before the Jacksonville game. Do you believe him? Um, I, the whole thing from the very beginning sounded kind of far-fetched. I mean, Le'Veon Bell doesn't have a reputation for that sort of thing, you know, of what was initially charged. And... Uh, so I, I figured all along that there would be something that would be a little bit unusual. Now, what that might have been and whether or not it was important enough, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there might be a case where maybe some of his teammates would have thought, gee whiz, really, for that? You you missed the walkthrough before the playoffs? I don't know. But, uh, you know, at least now we have, you know, firm verification that he was, in fact, not there. Uh, I have no idea why Le'Veon Bell would lie about Mike Tomlin giving him permission why wouldn't he lie because tomlin could just say no i didn't who's the tomlin will say it's not relevant tomlin will, if tomlin didn't give him permission tomlin will weasel his way out of there it. yeah you're still taking a gamble there well right i'm not expecting the guy who's been suspended twice for marijuana to to have good judgment well be nice what, be nice be real <laughs> okay i mean i mean Glenn bell's a jerk He's not to be trusted. He's definitely not a jerk. He's a jerk. Nothing about that kid that is jerky. Nothing. Well, you know, not showing up for the walkthroughs kind of a jerk move. Being late on game days kind of a jerk move. Talking about your uh, threat to retire 48 hours before a playoff game is kind of a jerk move. 
two pot suspensions kind of a jerk move. I could sit I here and I, I could sit here and rattle off jerk perfect. moves by Lev Bell like I, I were firing agree. a machine gun. All I wanted to do is to use the use the, the blissful adjective jerky on your program. Yeah. Uh, I think the Steelers, <laughs> here's something I've talked about frequently the past couple of days. I think the Steelers should ban their players from using social media. And everyone says, ah, you can't do that, but no one will tell me why. I'm sure you think, ah, you can't do that, so tell me why. Well, I, I don't know that I would say that, that I would disagree with you. I, I would say that it's an, a close to impossible thing to apply. I mean, you can say it, but if the Steelers are the only one out of the 32 teams, or actually, let's go further, the only professional team in all of North America that would do such a thing, um, it could look like, you know, that they're being told to stifle their personal views, political views, national anthem views, whatever it happens to be. And that's when you start getting into a little bit of trouble. The NFL in general has kind of loosened up a little bit, letting guys dance, uh, you know, letting, you know, they, they, they found a way through, still not how, but they did find a way through the anthem protests. And to just all of a sudden have one NFL team say, that's it, you're done, no more social media of any kind. The fact is, a lot of those guys do some good on social media, too. You know? Yeah, I, I don't care about that. Uh, okay. I, I can't think of a team that's been more damaged by social media than the Steelers this past year. Well, they're certainly the one we pay most attention to. Well, because it was something every week. Uh, Dejan, I've been talking about this season, and looking back, it was the least enjoyable 13-3 and season from a fan's perspective that's probably ever taken place. Everything I... was just diluted by a crap storm that never ceased. You know, I, I, I mean, we've disagreed on this before, and we'll do it again. I mean, I just the, on the on the inside in that in that in that environment, uh, those guys had a had a good season, arguably a great season, certainly from the regular season standpoint. And those crap storms, as you call them, just didn't seem or feel that big. You know, um, I, I don't know how else to put that. I mean, early on, obviously, yeah, the one in Chicago with the anthem, and Antonio Brown with the water cooler, but there really wasn't that much after that. You know, the Mar- even the Martavis Bryant trade thing came after a huge win in Kansas City, and nobody really cared that much. Came out, said something Monday, and whatever. Um, I just think that the drama aspect of this has been over dramatized. I don't think that's uh, possible considering the amount of drama. The Steelers' biggest problem, as they're sitting here right now, is that their defensive line couldn't find a way to get the Blake Bortles. You know what? If they don't clean up their culture, uh, they can fix that, and they'll still find a way to not get to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, culture didn't block them from getting to Bortles. That's all I have to say. Maybe culture added up and, and did, in fact, block them from getting to Bortles. It, we will not agree on it. It's this. not all mechanics. It's not all X's and O's, especially when you have a team like the Steelers. Again, Dejan, it was nonstop. It was no, one it's, it's long, nonstop, 17-game no, distraction. Look, here's, here's where I will agree with you, okay? And this is some of the stuff that David DeCastro and other guys talked about after the Jacksonville game. The last thing you want to do is hear the other side chirping the way the Jaguars did the whole time, and then to know that they're doing it with at least some justification. You know what I mean? Like You can handle trash talk. You can handle criticism and anything if you know that it's not true. But when you know they're saying it and you know that there's a guy there in your backfield who actually did mouth off, yeah, that had an impact on them. That part I'll, I'll agree with you on. Although even that circumstance was weird. I think more people want Tomlin fired. 
than ever before, including the limited partners, it would appear. Now, Tomlin won't I, get fired. We all know that. But there is a vicious public sentiment out there now, isn't there? There really is. There really is. Um, it's There's almost nothing that he can do right uh, at this point. If they win a game, you know, third to seven, you're going to hear about some clock management thing or something like that. Um, to a great extent, it's really unfair. I mean, the guys had his historically good results through his first 11 seasons. Um, yeah, but the lack of control, the bad culture, and, and there's no doubt they've underachieved in the playoffs. How can you sit here and say they haven't? Let, let me tell you something. They didn't make the Super Bowl this year or last year, and they were good enough to do it both years. They were good enough to do it both years, and three playoff wins over the past seven years is not good enough. Not with the talent that he's had, not with the franchise quarterback he's had. However, however, and you know this, you're just hearing 100% criticism of him. You're never hearing the good stuff at all, and I'm not comfortable with well, that. Well, no, but, but well, you never hear the good stuff unless you win the Super Bowl, and sometimes not even then. And obviously the racial issue figures in here in Pittsburgh, which is a racist time, to be very blunt, but uh, the amount of venom in terms of volume and number, actually I could use the word volume no, in both it's, aspects it's, there, it's, it's unprecedented. No, I, I will agree with that. It's unprecedented. That's the reaction um, that we've seen on our site, that I've seen on social media. It's, 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 it's never been like this. Now, could that be to an extent because you have that kind of buildup um, because a lot of it looks the same if you think about it? Uh, you know, a lot of what we saw this season, the things that went wrong were the same as last season. And that's when there's an inclination to not blame the players, to blame the coaches, uh, and justified to an extent. But, Dejan, man, I mean, go ahead. never been like this. Dejan, it's always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. All right, Mark. That's Dejan Kovacevic. Check him out at DKPittsburghSports.com. Now it's time to ask Mark anything, anything you like. I do mean anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Dylan. How are you? We got the clap. Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. The X at 105.9. Time not to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. AMA brought to you by Chapito Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapito in the Strip. Giving away 1000 bucks again at the top of the hour. And then we got the Mike Sullivan Coaches Show here on 105.9 The X, home of the Penguins. Let's go to Dan in the car. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. Right. I uh, wanted to see and get your thoughts on uh, all the Dejan Kovacevic story going around right now. Well, nothing's been posted or published, correct? Uh, there has been some public stuff uh, that has come out about the general mistreatment of former staff. That yeah, I, I don't really... care about that. That's their problem. Uh, if, if it crosses a line in terms of legally or in terms of, uh, you know, what's acceptable conduct in the workplace – if he was just a tough boss, I don't care about that. And furthermore, gossip about media members is an interesting radio. Who cares? If something gets published, uh, I probably won't talk about it even then unless it is interesting. But, uh, you know, I, I just, there's nothing out there. There's nothing concrete out there. Am I right? Well, there is, one of the former staff members. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, uh, that's one person's work. Okay, but it's an accu- but it's an accusation, correct? Okay, big deal. So what? To me, it's gossip. 
I mean, the one staff member was mad because Dejan yelled at her because she missed the deadline because she had a turkey in the oven. You know what? I've missed. I've never missed a deadline in my career, and if when I do, it won't be because I have a turkey in the oven. If there's legitimate things exposed that are damaging, I have yet to see them that are damaging. Okay, all I've seen so far is that he's been mean. Okay, I've worked for plenty of mean bosses. It sounds to me like you just don't like Dejan and are rooting for him to be brought down. Correct? No, not at all. Quite the opposite. Well. Again, if if Dad Spinner, whoever's working on a piece, when that piece is posted, then we'll deal with it. But until then, we won't. I mean, he was on the show today because, again, there's nothing out there that's concrete that's damaging. Just a bunch of OG, he treated me mean stuff. Uh, frankly, made by people that are at the bottom of the spectrum of my business. And that doesn't mean their complaints aren't legitimate. It just means that people get in bad jobs all the time, and are treated badly all the time. How badly? If it's so badly that it causes sponsors to drop out and subscribers to drop, that's when it means something. Has that happened yet? It has not. There you go. Thanks for calling. And that's all I'm going to talk about that until such time as something is posted or published. I get like a million calls a day about that. And we don't put them on because, again, I don't think it's interesting radio. I just don't. Let's go to Terry in Waynesburg. Terry, ask Mark anything. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, Terry. Turn your radio down, okay? Okay, it's down. Thanks for having me. Mark, I got a question for you. Um, I was told today at work that I uh, was posted on NBC that Ramsey was suspended from the NFL for saying that his coach told him before the fourth quarter that they were to give the game. But, yeah, he's uh, not suspended. Thank you for the call, you moron. I think I would have heard if Jalen Ramsey were suspended for, like, this game coming up. Well, actually, they're out for the year. They're done. They're eliminated. You know what I did today on the Randy Bauman show? I talked about the Patriots-Jaguars game as if it hadn't been played yet. That was a legitimate senior moment on the air, the first one I've had. And it was embarrassing. Except on that show, there's just so much not-so stuff that... You know, I, I think it just white passed everybody's attention. Let's go to Cricket in the car. Cricket, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, uh, sequels tend to pale in comparison to the originals, but what sequel did you always wish for that never happened? You know what? I don't think, I think there's been one sequel that's been excellent. What is it? Godfather. Godfather 2, that's right. Can you name one other sequel that's been as good as the original or even a little bit worse? I can't. I'd be hard-pressed to do that. You know what happens a lot of the time? I'll, I'll cite a recent example. Not that it's comparable to The Godfather. Did you see Goon and Goon 2? I did. Goon 2 was almost the same movie as Goon 1. Am I right? It, it absolutely was. No, it was still entertaining. It was just almost the same movie as Goon, as the original Goon. Uh, have you seen both 48 Hours? I have not. Okay, the second one's the same movie, only a lot worse. Okay, it's just, sometimes with a sequel, there's just no place to go. Case in point, Slapshot. People wanted a sequel to that, and they made the real bad ones that had nothing to do with the storyline and where it left off in the first one. What would have been a logical script for a sequel to Slapshot? Because I can't think of one. 
I can't. It's like they're afraid to step out of the box. They just know what made them the money the first time. They just want to try to do it. Oh, I don't think it's a matter of being afraid to step out of the box. I think it's complimentary when you know you've nooked something uh, for all you can creatively and then let it go. Many people, and don't forget, Slapshot wasn't this big financial hit either, but there was never an animal house to. There was a Caddyshack to, which wasn't as bad as people thought. And you know who I would love to interview about Caddyshack too? He lives in this area. He's not often available for media. He is the foremost fan that I've talked to of Caddyshack 2. I've heard him quote lines from the movie in conversation, and that is Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux revealed himself years ago to me as a fan of Caddyshack 2, quoting a Randy Quaid line, which slips me slips my memory at this moment. Let's go to Daniel in the driveway. Daniel, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mark. Right. Um, I'm just calling to see if um, you think the Steelers' situation with Mike Collin is comparable to that of the Penguins with Dan Bowser. No. Uh, why would you say that? You're throwing me for a no, loop they, here. They uh, seem to make the playoffs year after year after year, but when it comes to the big games, big moments, they just don't have what it takes. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike never drifted as far as Dan did. Honestly, and I have my criticisms of Mike Tomlin, and they're valid, but uh, he didn't drift as far as Dan did. And if I had time, I'd expand upon that, but I want to get the frig out of here and get the Giant Eagle and get toilet paper, bread, and milk. Keyword, text, win a $1,000 bribe, then listen to Mike Sullivan. Done.